Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, give him a praise. That's what we came to do. How many love Jesus today? Put that other hand up there and clap him like this and give him a praise. There we go. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord, for where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Uh, you might stop me from praising God at your house, but I'm going to dance and run around the church at the Lord's house. It's his house. Amen. I'm excited to be here. Thank God for Casey and Judy. Aren't they beautiful? Good looking. I tell you they're they're, they're making me keep running to beat my face and look younger. I mean, they're looking 39 and holding over here. And boy, I got to question myself on that 39 deal, honey. Everyone asks me how old I am. I said I was born in 1965, but I'm 39 and holding. <laughs> Don't forget it. Well, thank you guys so much for having us. I tell you, this is a lifelong friendship, family we're going to come back. I've joined this church already, so you're going to see a lot of me. Amen. <laughs> and Pete, my Lord. I asked him, I said, where do you get the voice to do that constantly all morning long? But it brings you into the presence of God. I love the worship. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you guys so much for our partnership now with What If the Church and coming down to World Harvest to worship and work with us and labor in the inner city. It's a lot of work needed there. God called us to it. God chose us for it. And I didn't mention it this morning in the first service, but I got to tell you guys, and uh, because I'm telling you, you'll probably be the only one to get a chance to partake of it. We're going to grill some of those uh, grass-fed local ground beef burgers for you. So the 8 o'clock service people didn't hear it, so it's not for them, it's just for you. <laughs> Nine o'clock, right? And thank God for my beautiful wife. Did you bring our prom picture? She took my prom picture two weeks ago that I was showing you. She took it from me that day and would not let me have it back. You are in the church. Do you have it? You cannot lie. You're in the church. Where is it? It's back in my wallet. She has my wallet. Oh. <laughs> We have been in love for almost 30 years. God is good. And I couldn't do this without her to encourage me, push me forward when you really, really find God's anointed woman and man, stick with them. I'd rather go through hard times with her than to be in a crazy marriage with someone else. That's a wise man right there. So um, let's go to the word of God. If you'll stand to your feet, we love to reverence God with his word because the Bible says in Revelations chapter 19, verse 13, when Jesus returns, he's returning and his name will be called the word of God. So let's go and get into the word today. First Corinthians chapter six. Uh, it is so befitting when you talk about marriage, 
and you talk about joining, the Word of God tells us something about that. Let's go to it. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse number 15. It says in verse 15, 1 Corinthians 6 and 15, Know ye not that your bodies are members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Tell your neighbor, you become what you join yourself to. Look on the other side and tell somebody, you become what you join yourself to. Now, there's children in here, and I'm going to try to be real careful. You know what a harlot is in the Bible. Well, it's, you, you don't just go and pay money and get with the harlot and say, I was with one. No, it's two harlots together. If you buy one, you become one. Amen. But Jesus Christ came and paid the price that our souls would be redeemed and become kingdom citizens of God. So when we join ourselves to him, we become one with what we've joined ourselves to. Put that back up there one more time. Let's see that. It really goes in my spirit. He that is joined unto the Lord is what? One spirit. One spirit. He's not mean and unforgiving. He's loving and kind, patient, long-suffering. Wave your hands and say, Amen. Amen. God is so creative. He takes limits off of the life of those that come to Him. He's forgiving. He forgives sin. He lets go of the past. He doesn't treat us like the world. The world gave us a social security number to track all of our mistakes and tell us what we cannot have in the future and why we can't get it. Well, 10 years ago, you, you lost this or you messed up that. Or God says, no, I want you to come as you are and I'm not going to check your credit. I'm not going to check your history. I'm going to take you as you are and I'm going to give you a new beginning. That's a good place to praise the Lord. <laughs> Did you meet him one day? Did you meet him one day? Did he do that for you? Let me give him a real good shout and praise with you. Come on, let's magnify his name together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, we've become one spirit with the Lord our God, and I want to show you the, today in the Word of God that when you become one spirit with God, God is the very one that wants to engraft you into his family and not just make you a son or daughter, but Jesus Christ became the first priest. The Bible said he is our high priest, right? Well, God has also engrafted you to make you a priest in his kingdom. Let's go. Take your seats to um, 1 Peter, chapter number 2. Amen. Well, I tell you, I'm excited, so excited, and I'm going to do everything I can to get out here and worship with you guys. And I just want to be in the worship and hear Pete singing and hear the band playing. And 
then uh, try to drive back down to our church and get there when it's right time for me to get up and preach. All things are possible to him that will believe. Amen. But I, my, I tell you, just riding and just coming out here, it just brings you into a new atmosphere because the sirens are not going on all around you and all of the different things. But somebody's got to be called to these places, and God has called us. And although that's our place where God's called us to be, I am so at peace when I'm there. I'm so peaceful. I told my wife, I said, this is the most peaceful place that I've been in in a very long time. And she smacked me. She said, are you still awake? Are you dreaming? <laughs> I said, I know, but I've just engrafted myself in this place that the sirens don't bother me. And the things, you know, they, they have these speakers that the young men put in their car and it's bass. And they can shake your windows and rattle your house with it. Subs, is that what they call them? And uh, yet it's like, okay, here goes another one. And I'll get back to the regularly scheduled program on TV here in a minute. But you just kind of become a part of change and become a part of how am I going to bring God's priesthood, bring God's anointing, bring God's glory into a place. And that's what we've been called to do. Because God is so awesome, watch this. When we go over to 1 Peter, chapter number 2, here's what it says. But ye are a chosen generation. Somebody say, he didn't get stuck with me, he chose me. You're not talking to someone. I want you to look at somebody and tell them, he didn't get stuck with me, he chose me. I must be pretty special. Huh? <laughs> you are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praise of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past you were not a people. But now... We are the people of God, which has not obtained mercy, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Somebody give God a praise right there. <laughs> now, come on, you got to shout it loud with me. We are a royal priesthood. Oh, they didn't say it back there. I'm watching your mouth. We are a royal priesthood now you really got to get yourself to go deeper in this because God is God he is a king he has a kingdom and every kingdom stays alive with the heirs of that kingdom but God also has called us to be a part of his priesthood of his kingdom and priests are designed to go to God for the sins of the people. Amen? Amen? Let me give you the definition of priest. It is one that has been chosen by God to be set apart or consecrated to do the service of the altar, which is the place of sacrifices, for those who are living sacrifices. So we're all living sacrifices. 
And so many children out here in this world, they don't know it yet. But one day they will be living sacrifices, surrendered to God, and we're to go to God for them. We're to go to God because Jesus Christ said, suffer the children, let them come unto me, forbid them not, for such is the kingdom. He wants us to be so in the priesthood of our Father God's kingdom. You can't let that word scare you off. Being a priest, you can't let that word scare you off. It doesn't mean you have to walk around with a long robe on every day, big tall hat. No, you can be a priest wearing your cargo shorts. It's quiet in the church this morning. You can be a priest and wear all your hair shaved off on one side. And somebody raise your hands and say, it's not what's going on on the outside. It's what's going on on the inside. Priests have surrendered their very spirit to communicate with God, not for themselves, but for that region, that community, for those people that God's assigned their lives to. Touch your neighbor and say, we are the royal priesthood. Look at him and say, royal now. Tell them I'm royalty. royalty. Be careful how you talk to me. <laughs> I got to connect. <laughs> she got the message. Watch yourself. I have a connection with God. But we are a peculiar people, a holy nation, that we are to show God's goodness, God's grace, God's mercy and live on his promises, and in this land that we dwell in, God is our portion. God is our portion. God is our portion. So our zip code, our address, we live right next door to the church. Our portion is our God. It is just as quiet to me in that house as if I was out here in this church. Why? God is my portion. I've chosen to make myself a part of the royal priesthood and understand what moves the hand of God my Father. Can I, am I doing all right? Amen. God's priesthood began with Christ Jesus. He wanted to have more sons and more daughters to bring into the priesthood. So with the blood of Jesus Christ and his sacrifice, he made you, 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 and you. It doesn't matter where you came from. But I've learned he brings us from different nations and different places so that he can tell the whole world, I built my priesthood, not you. How can you build a priesthood with people with so many different languages and so many different backgrounds? And so many different understandings. He says, I know how to do it. This word is universal. It's the word of God, no matter how you slice it. It's the word of God, whether you say it fast or slow. It's the word of God. And it transforms and changes lives. 
So many people we've counseled say, well, you know, getting married didn't come with a manual. And then parents will say, well, getting kids and having children, it doesn't come with a manual. I say, yes, it does. Where is it? It's called that Bible that's sitting in your car window with all the dust on it. (laughs) Say amen, church. You got to open it up and find out how to live as a husband, how to live as a wife, how to live as a father, a mother. You know what the Bible said God gave Adam and Eve in the beginning? He said, take dominion over the territory I've given you. Well, dominion's not given. You have to take it. And say, we're going to raise you in this word of God. We're going to bring our marriage under the anointing of the word of God. We're going to bring our grandchildren. We're going to bring everything we do under God's anointed word. And uh, according to Joshua chapter 8, he says, if you're studying this book of the law, it's a law in here that governs God's hand. He said, your way will be made prosperous. You will find good success, but it's in meditating on my word day and night. My hand is under this word. You are not going to get God to bless your life by getting out of order. His hand is under a law. His hand is under this law that there must be priests going to him for the people who don't know how to come to him. The children don't know how to come to God. There's parents. Well, there's moms that had children, but they're not parents. There's the dad that fathered them, but they're not a dad. Somebody's got to step up and fill that role in their life. Can I get an amen? Praise God. Help this lady clap over here. Give her. <laughs> Somebody shout it again. I'm a part of the royal priesthood. Look that neighbor in the eye and say, be careful again now. Come on, look at him and say, be careful. Can I tell you what the Bible says? Touch not my anointing. Do my prophet no harm. You can't afford to be evil and mean to God's chosen people. I know you're not like that in here. I know you came out of the womb speaking in tongues. (laughs) But listen, move yourself into the new understanding of priesthood. Move yourself into a new understanding of we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. It's about going to God for the people around us and in the region and in the community where we are to bring change to their lives, bring God's goodness and glory to their lives. Do you know God had to repent a couple of few times in the Bible? When Moses was bringing the children of Israel out, and my wife, thank you, to, uh, next Sunday, correct my mistake, Moses didn't build the ark. My wife said, you know Moses didn't build the ark. I said, who said that? You in the message. <laughs> correct that for me next Sunday at the 9 a.m. service. But when Moses was bringing the children of Israel across the wilderness, God said to Moses after their disobedience so many times, he said, Moses, I'm going to kill them. I'm going to wipe them out and I'm going to start over. Go ahead, take them, take them, Moses. Go on to the promised land with them. Moses says, so you're not going with us? No, God said, I'm not going. Moses said, if you're not going, 
I'm not going either. These are your people, not mine. <laughs> You're not going either? He said, no. And if you wipe them out, if you kill them, then your enemies will say, God knew he had to wipe them out and kill them because we were going to do it if he didn't. And the Bible said Moses' words as the first priest to the church turned God to repentance. And God said, okay, Moses, I won't kill him only because you have come and asked me not to. But for every day they've tempted me in the wilderness, they're going to get one year in the wilderness. So 40 days of tempting God turned into 40 years. But thank God there was a priest that stayed there and prayed and Moses watched the next generation grow up. Well, that's what we've got to do here now in our community, in our region here. Some of those parents that has children, somebody's got to pastor and lead and shepherd and father and mother those children. We've got to do just like Moses had to do as a priest. Go before God for a generation of children that don't have parents, that don't have the right mentality. Bondage can mess your mind up. Somebody say amen. amen. It's quiet in here. <laughs> Bondage can mess up your thinking and mess up your mind and get you twisted. You get in bondage long enough, you'll become a taker. But God says, for those who are in bondage, you can give your way out. That's another place to clap your hands and praise the Lord. <laughs> giving our lives and giving who we are, it's not predicated on which school you went to to get your theology degree or seminary. Seminary won't anoint your life. Preach, stand up and say amen so they'll stay with me. The seminary and theological school will not anoint you. It gives you information. But how many know the anointing comes from God? When he calls you, when God selects you and calls you into the priesthood, he's not looking at your past or where you came from. He's looking at where he wants to take you. Turn to St. John, chapter number 15. Am I doing all right? St. John, chapter number 15. Are you there? Look at verse 16. What does it say? Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. Help the brother give the Lord a hand clap. Look at your neighbor and say, we haven't chosen him. But he has chosen us and ordained us as priests that we should go and bring forth fruit. (laughs) 
We need to bear fruit, and the fruit we bear is the fruit that's love. What are the things that come out of love? Oh, my Lord. You go to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, the love list and all the things that love has within it. Those are the fruit that we should bear. We've been chosen to bear fruit of love. That whatsoever we go and ask the Father as a priest, in the name of Jesus Christ, he'll give it to us. That's a good place to praise the Lord, church. I got a little bit more news for you. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. This is Jesus talking. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But ye are not of the world. But I have chosen you out of the world. Therefore, the world will hate you. The world is calling what's right and righteous in the word of God wrong. And the things the word of God says that are wrong, the world is telling us it's right. How many of you want to get a heroin smoking pastor to come preach to you on Sunday morning? It's quiet in the church. The world says it's okay. Loose me, I'm preaching. <laughs> We've got to take what God says is wrong and call it wrong. And what God says is right, we call it right. You can't be a friend of God and a friend of the world. No man can serve two masters. It just doesn't work. I've tried it. It doesn't work. Many of us have tried it. It, it fails. God wants all and make you the priest that comes and you give your life and then he in exchange give you his. He becomes your portion. Somebody shout, we're chosen. I feel Jesus in this place. We are chosen. A royal priesthood. You can get God's undivided attention everywhere you go as his royal priesthood. You can get God's attention. If you are talking to God and you're using that mentality and the anointing that you're there for the people, you can get God's undivided attention everywhere you go. God, I'm coming for the children. You get his undivided attention. God, I'm coming for the families that's going to raise these children. You can get his undivided attention. God, I'm coming for the church who has to care for these children. You get his undivided attention. We need you priests working in our community with us. We can't make it without you. We can't do it. We're better together when we're operating as priests in our Father's kingdom. Amen? Now today, I, I trust that you hear the word of God and that you're going to follow the instructions of the word of God. Rise up in that priesthood's office and become the royal priesthood you are 
and move into the territory God's called you to move in. Go to God for these families that's got to raise these children. Go to God. What can I do? Do I need to take children in? Do I need to support a family with children? Do I need to, su to support a church with the children? I want you to stand to your feet all over the building. Would you do this with me? The Bible says if you touch and agree on anything, God will be in the midst. I want you to help me shift your neighbor, your brother, your sister, into their royal priesthood's office with prayer. Grab someone by both their hands, one person by both their hands, and look them in the eye and tell them, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood. There's an assignment on your life. There are many miracles you can bring in this community. Let's get to God. Can I pray with you, true blue brother right over there? I don't want anyone left out today. God is a God of strategic blessings, increase, and favor. And God has a great, great miracle with your name on it and great things in store for you, my brother. Let's pray for the person's hand you're holding. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you that you've called my brother out of darkness and into your marvelous light. Our brothers, our sisters, now as your royal priesthood, you've chosen us to become agents of change through the love and power that you've invested in us. We decree this. We decree it. It shall be established that the priesthood's office you've called my brothers and sisters to, they'll rise up and walk in it. In the precious, matchless, and strong name of Jesus, Thank God. If you receive it, clap your hands and shout amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God.